Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 33 years and counting. What a big week I had this week. Yesterday, shoulder surgery, hip replacement, four knee replacements. I was busy. And it was Fantastic. What a privilege to be able to work on something made by something else, whether you believe in God or not. The miracle of how our bodies work, it's a miracle. And yet I got to go fix a miracle. How's that possible? I feel it. Robbie, do your best. It's broken. You got to fix it. Realign that acetabulum, the socket. Realign the femur. This knee is crooked. Straighten it out. All those tricks that I learned from my father, the carpenter. Two 45-degree cuts in the molding makes a 90-degree angle for the molding in the corner of that room. I still have his miter box. I still have his Milwaukee Sawzall. I just love using tools using my hands and my head. Awesome. I am so excited for today's show. Plus, I caught some of the best waves I ever had in Ventura last Monday. Oh, was it great. I'm going to tell you all about that. But I'm so excited. Today's show, my guest is an orthopedic surgeon named Dr. Daniel Karazi, who's been a part, was a part of the Laker organization for 17 years during the prime and beginning of Kobe Bryant's career. How fantastic is it going to be to talk to him about Kobe? And of all the things I was thinking about talking to him all week long about was Kobe's maturation. We know he's a prodigy. We know he could do things nobody else could do at 17, joining the NBA. In Jerry West's own words, he's the best player in the league at 17. He's a prodigy. But the one thing Dr. Karazi told me was I got to watch him change and mature. Well, this is in my head as I'm flying back from spending a week in Hawaii the week before, knowing that I'm going to have Dr. Karazi as my guest. And I'm watching this movie called The House of Gucci. And I'm not here to recommend it or not, but the very last scene of the movie, and this is not spoiling the movie for you, I'm minding my own business. I'm on the airplane with listening to the sound. The movie is literally coming to a conclusion 
and I hear this. This is Tracy Chapman. Okay. She's great. Beautiful voice. Like sorry. I remember this song. And then all of a sudden this happens. Oh my god. Like a bolt of light came into the airplane. There are two ends of the stage. She's there with her acoustic guitar. And there's Pavarotti with his orchestra in his tuxedo. Two different worlds colliding. The biggest smile on her face. Because you can tell she's saying, you got to be kidding me. I'm sitting in my room with a yellow pad, legal pad, and a pencil, and a tape recorder, and my acoustic guitar. And here's the greatest singer of opera of all time who said, young lady, you just wrote an aria. You just wrote one of the greatest opera songs. Here's some more. This just if this doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck go up. This is her words in Italian. say to myself, what does this have to do with Dr. Karazi coming on talking about Kobe Bryant? And you're, buckle your seatbelt. I try to make each of these shows every Saturday the greatest show that you've ever heard. But I think today will be. Because the most incredible things in life happen when you slam two separate worlds together and see what comes about. It's an awesome experience to hear it and to see it in art, in sports, and in surgery. Because some people, like Kobe, like Tracy Chapman, like my good friend Dan Buss, who's the orthopedic surgeon for the Minnesota Twins, they're prodigies. They are born with skill sets that are God's gifts. But there's lots of people with God-given talent as prodigies and do absolutely nothing with it. How do you manage that gift? How do you evolve? How do you preserve it? How do you grow? Listening to Tracy Chapman and Pavarotti singing this song made me think of Kobe Bryant going one-on-one -on -one against Michael Cooper. Kobe's 17. Michael Cooper is six years retired from the NBA as the best defender, according to Jerry West. 
But Jerry West puts him out there and says, I've seen enough in 10 minutes. He's the best player I've ever seen. And does everything, as we now know, to get him. But listen to Kobe Bryant talk about being a six-year-old. Um, I sit and watch games with him. And Was so, he your first coach? Um, yeah, I man, I guess you could say that. You know, a lot of things I learned by being just being around the game. Mm -hmm. And so by the age of six, I was already strategizing versus other six-year-olds, you know. The age of six, I figured out six-year-olds couldn't dribble with their left hand. Mm. And so <laughs> I said, a lot, okay. A lot of 12-year-olds can't dribble with their well, left yeah, hand. Well, yeah, but imagine six. So, like, yeah. when I was playing these six-year-old kids, I would make them dribble with their left because I knew they couldn't. <laughs> and so they dribble off their foot, I'd pick it up, lay it up. The, less, the rest of that uh, sentence is, and I scored 63 points in a game as a six-year-old. Okay, he's already Kobe Bryant as a six-year-old. Well, guess what? Tracy Chapman is already Tracy Chapman as an eight-year-old. Listen to this. I've been writing songs since I was eight years old. Since that time, my songwriting process has changed. I mean, there's some things that are still consistent. Uh, it's fairly simple in terms of the tools. I always have the notepad and a recorder, tape recorder, and pen or pencil on my guitar. I mostly write on the guitar. But uh, when I first started writing, I thought that um, the idea that, you know, came to me initially was the one that needed to be... At eight years old, Luciano Pavarotti sees the prodigy that is Tracy Chapman. Jerry West sees the prodigy that is Kobe Bryant. Listen to more from Jerry West. You know, it's, it wasn't like this was some great discovery because people knew who he was. At that time, uh, it wasn't in vogue to take 17-year-old kids. And uh, we were having a workout, and his agent, Arn Tellum, and I have been longtime friends. And he said, I'd like, he wants to come and work out with some of these players that were going to be hired, taken in a draft, everyone thought. He's 17 years old, for heaven's sake. So Kobe wanted to come back again and work out for us. And uh, so Arn called me and said he's been town here and he wants to work out. So I brought Michael Cooper in. And I think some of you people know who Michael Cooper is, one of the great defenders we've had in our league. And so we wanted him to play well, Kobe Bryant, and see what it looked like. Well, after 10 minutes, I said, stop this, okay? <laughs> he was embarrassing Michael, and I told Michael, I said, man, you retired soon enough. This is what's fascinating to me. This is what went through my head listening to Tracy Chapman and Pavarotti sing together. A prodigy recognized by the best in the business for their talents, but how exactly do you manage it as that prodigy? You still evolve, you still mature, you still grow, and Dr. Karazi's gonna tell us. I can't wait to hear what he saw, both mentally and physically, in the growth of Kobe Bryant. But I have some incredible sound bites of Tracy Chapman talking about how she evolves but is respectful to the gift 
and not to screw it up, to appreciate the spontaneity of the idea. But wait till you hear how Tracy Chapman became Tracy Chapman. Nelson Mandela had a 70th birthday party. Wembley Stadium, 72,000 people. Broadcast to 100 million TV viewers. And her world changed on an instant because Stevie Wonder's disc for his music broke. And he did not sing. He did not go on stage. They needed someone to fill the time in an emergency. And they turned and said, you, we need you. You have any more songs to sing? And she did. And in 1988, the prodigy, no one had really known about her, sings this song. Fast, Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision. Leave tonight and live and die this way. Listen to that riff repeating. So I remember when we were driving I'll tell you right now why that song is so special. Because she's talking about being in poverty and being stuck. That revolving door of life where nothing's going to be great. The day one day leads to another. And it's the same awful life. And that's what that guitar is doing in your head over and over again. You hear that riff. But the song is about the opposite. Linear. Not circle. Not round and around and around. But get me a car on a road. Linear to bust out of that revolving door. Subconsciously, that's what your head is appreciating and this girl is a genius for getting into your subconscious listen again listen to the repeat of the revolving door we need to get that car of yours so we can bust out of this revolving door fast car. is it fast enough so we can fly away you gotta make a decision leave tonight or live and die this way there it is Now the chord changes. Just like Kobe Bryant's looking at that six-year-old going, you can't dribble with your left hand. I'm only six years old, but I've already figured it out. I'm going to whack that ball and make you use your left hand, and then I'm going to steal it and score 63 points as a six-year-old. This is today's topic, is how we evolve. You and I are not prodigies. We're not Tracy Chapman or Kobe Bryant. But how do you evolve? What a cool thing to think about and to look at in art, in sports, and in my world of surgery. Coming up next, you're going to hear the story of how Tracy Chapman and Kobe Bryant, two prodigies, learned how to evolve. The number is 877-710-ESPN. 
You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. (laughs) We're stuck here. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Don't listen to them. Don't even listen to Betty Crocker when she tells you how many minutes the brownies should cook in the oven. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Tracy Chapman. Her story is a lot like the story of Kobe Bryant. Talented as a youngster, respecting the gift that they've been given by God and maturing and evolving. This is a sit-down with Tracy Chapman. She's 58 years old now. About how she respects the gift and yet She's able to work with it and not kill it. I remember interviewing Gary Vitti, the great trainer for the Showtime Lakers and Kobe and Shaq. 30 years, the greatest trainer in the NBA history. I said, Gary Vitti, what did you learn after all those years taking care of Magic and Kareem and Kobe and Shaq? What did you learn as a trainer? You know what he said? Say, Robbie, I learned one thing, that talent is overrated. What? He goes, yep. I know a lot of players could jump out of the gym and they go nowhere. Well, then what's the secret, Gary Vitti? You're going to hear about it in today's show. This is Tracy Chapman trying to explain what she does with that talent. But before I do that, I want to take you back to 1988. This is the Professor of Rock taking us back of how Tracy Chapman got discovered. Uh, The producers of Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday tribute asked Tracy Chapman to be one of the performers. The tribute was to be an epic concert and demonstration honoring Mandela. It was held at London's Wembley Stadium and broadcast to a worldwide TV audience of hundreds of millions of viewers. So Tracy was added to the schedule of acts, great opportunity. Mm. Um, Some of the acts that were included, biggest names in music, uh, the Bee Gees, Sting, Dire Straits, or George Michael, Whitney Houston, among many others. Tracy ardently performed her three-song set that included the songs uh, Why, Behind the, the Wall, and Talking About a Revolution, great song. And she thought that her day was done, but brewing behind the scenes was an intensely dramatic episode that turned out to be an amazing twist of fate for Tracy Chapman. That's right. So UB40 had just finished their set, and the musical genius Stevie Wonder, was a, who was a very late addition to the schedule, was set to follow as a, oh, wow, unannounced performer. Nobody knew he was coming on. Except there was a big problem with Stevie Wonder's act. Stevie's production was all plugged in, ready to go. Stevie was about to walk up to the ramp to the main stage to play a surprise set when it was discovered that the hard disk of his Sinclavier, which had all 25 minutes of his pre-recorded material synchronized for his act, was missing. Mm. Upon hearing the news, Stevie reportedly uh, freaked out, of course, saying he couldn't play, turned around crying, and left the stadium with his band and entourage. What were the producers to do? I mean, they had an unexpected time slot to fill with 72,000 attendees at Wembley 
and a massive international TV audience anxiously waiting. So the producers were forced to think of something really quick. So they asked Tracy Chapman if she could just please sing two more numbers. Tracy, of course, agreed. She stepped out on the stage, performed two more songs from her debut album that was Behind the Lines and a spellbinding folk track titled Fast Car. That's right. That's when Fast Car came to fruition. The performance of Fast Car was a showstopper. People couldn't stop talking about it. I mean, there, there wasn't Twitter or Facebook back then, but if there was, the name Tracy Chapman would have been trending off the charts. The public's fascination with this song, Fast Car, and Tracy Chapman went into overdrive. Now, before her performance at the Nelson Mandela Tribute Concert, Tracy's debut album had sold uh, a very respectable uh, 250,000 units. But in the two weeks that followed the tribute, over 2 million copies were sold. That's like Michael Jackson thriller numbers. And same thing for Pavarotti. He saw that transcendent talent. But Tracy Chapman is smart enough, like Kobe, to harness that prodigy talent and make it into something special. Listen to Tracy Chapman now all these years later talking about how that spontaneous idea, she tries her best not to kill it. Um, it's a more discerning process, but it's one that requires balance because I think you you need that initial inspiration that's the spontaneity of that which normally brings out these ideas or associations that are unusual and that's often the thing that makes that particular song unique so you can't kill it <laughs> by then just overworking it um, so it's a balance and, and it you know sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm good at striking the right balance um, and in sports, listen to Jerry West talk more about the specialness that was Kobe, that prodigy, just like Tracy Chapman, don't kill the spontaneity. And that was the genesis of it. But spent countless days trying to trade our starting centers. Fought a divock to create space to, so hopefully we could attract the kill. And um, Shaquille and I never met in person, and we developed a relationship over the phone, which was very honest, and that's the only thing I believe in when you're dealing with players. You cannot ever lie to a player. Never. And finally one day, the late Jerry Buss, who was, we only had two or three people working for us at that point in time. And I told Shaquille, and I really remember this, uh, I said, Shaquille, we just drafted a kid who's the best player in the draft. <laughs> and I said, I know you got a lot of good players down in Orlando, but I said, we have better players here, and we have one that's going to be the best player in the league one day. Pretty bold statement to make, but to me it was obvious. Charles watching you, Dwayne watching you, Reggie watching you, Shaquille watching you. It was easy to identify. And Kobe talked about being the Mamba, but Jerry West says you didn't have to create all that. You already were like that as a 17-year-old. But he was uniquely different. Let me tell you why he was different. He always talked about this Mamba mentality. 
he didn't have to create that. It was already there. And to watch him search out information, to watch him want to find some way to get better every year. And I spent four years of my life watching this. And I made a trade with the Miami Heat. I traded Eddie Jones, who was an all-star player. The reason why Kobe Bryant needed to start. He made it so that he had to have a position to start. That took some cojones, that's for sure. Listen to Kobe Bryant in a press conference, easily going from speaking Spanish to Italian. Who does this? Forget about his basketball talent. This is his intellect. This is a prodigy. Sí, un poquito, sí. Sí, sí. Ahora me siento muy relajado, ¿no? Puedo... Puedo jugar el campeonato con mucho más divertimento en mi corazón. Stessa cosa, stessa cosa. Vado all'officina, lavoro, scrivo, le cose così. Però ritornerò sicuramente in Italia per aiutare i giovani a giocare a giocare questo questo gioco che è bellissimo però per me giocare professionale ancora no questa porta è chiusa you heard jerry west saying i called jerry buss and said we got to sign this guy now listen to jerry buss saying i got that phone call and then the chapter two begins jerry west comes to me and says he has an eye on a 17 year old phenomenon Kobe Bryant. I said, great, in three or four years, it'll be good. <laughs> he said, he said, no, now. I said, what? That's exactly right. And Jerry, here's more Jerry Buss. Well, not only that, Jerry, he was telling me, also Shaq has said he wants to come to Los Angeles. This could be the greatest one-two punch in the history of basketball. Okay, I said, let's go for it. This is Jerry West seeing the prodigy. He knows the NBA. He knows basketball, Jerry West. He's the logo, for heaven's sake. But what he saw in Kobe Bryant is exactly what Pavarotti sees and saw he's gone now. May he rest in peace, Pavarotti. In that prodigy, that's Tracy Chapman. And so I'm sitting on that airplane watching that House of Gucci movie. My wife wanted to kill me because she sees me replaying the movie, not to watch the movie, to fast forward to the last scene so that I could hear this again. And all I could think about was Dr. Karazi telling us about Kobe maturing, seeing that prodigy. Words don't come easily Like sorry, like sorry Here he comes. Perdóname oh.
what it sounded like Jerry West's head when he watched Michael Cooper get embarrassed by a 17-year-old Pavarotti saw it in Tracy Chapman, and Jerry West saw it in Kobe. How to manage that talent? That's what I want to get into when we talk to Dr. Karazi at 815. Coming up next, we got to do some clapper vision. The clinic will be open. We got the great Will Arms. Where there's a will, there's a way. We got to talk about the professional athlete. Stay on the line. I'll get to your calls. I promise the clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And I got to tell you about a food. I had pizza this week for my 38th wedding anniversary. Thank you, Nancy Aram and John Evans from Tokyo. That's right. A pizza maker learned the craft from Japan. And he's here in L.A. I put on Twitter a picture of this pizza. My mouth is watering already. Wait till you hear about this. Coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. With hair on top of my head. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited. I can't wait to do the segment where there's a will, there's a way. But the lines are all lit up, so let's... Let's go right into the Weekend Warrior and some clap revision. Who do you want to take first, Will? Up first, we've got Eric. Eric, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Dr. Clapper, I can't tell you how much I love your show. Ah. And, uh, <laughs> what do you love about it? What do you, what do you love about the Weekend Warrior oh, show? Put I it just, into words. I just love your passion. Well, and the way you appreciate the smallest things in life, Tracy Chapman just never gets old. You said if this doesn't make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, and let me tell you, every time I hear her sing, it just never gets old. It makes the hair on my my uh, forearms stand up. Have you had you ever heard Eric Pavarotti singing her song in Italian before? I never did. No. No, that was unbelievable. I've never even I never even knew that existed. Yeah. I never even knew that existed. I'm like watching the end of this, you know, crazy movie and I'm going and all of a sudden I hear this going, Okay, what just happened? How could Tracy Chapman be singing with Pavarotti and he's not singing it in English? It's unbelievable. Anyway, what a story about her life. Think about it. You got in the eighties Michael Jackson, Madonna, George Michael. Bon Jovi, Poison, all the big hair, heavy metal. And here's a girl with a folk guitar writing songs in her room becoming a superstar. How did she come up? Well, now you know the story. It was that Nelson Mandela concert that launched her, and that almost didn't happen. It was unbelievable how this happened. Anyway, how can I help you, Eric? How young are you? What do you do for a living again? I'm 48 years old, and I am actually a music lawyer. So <laughs> trademarks, and, trademarks and copyrights for uh, 
living and deceased. Then you should be ashamed of yourself that you never heard the Pavarotti song with Tracy Chapman. All right, young man, what can I do for you? What hurts? My injury. One quick story. There's a young man that I've known since he was maybe three years old. Speaking of prodigies, he was the number one overall Major League Baseball pick in 2017. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your friend is the orthopedic surgeon for the Minnesota Twins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Little, I call him Little Royce Lewis. Tore his ACL in 2021, and last night he played his first game in the major leagues for the Minnesota Twins, and he got a single last wow. night. Wow. Yeah, my buddy, his name is Daniel Buss. So when I started in 1984, my residency, my training at the Hospital for Special Surgery, so over 800 applicants from medical school trying to get in, applied to special surgery to do orthopedics. Can you imagine? Over 800 people applied for eight spots. I don't know how it happened, but I was one of the eight people that got accepted. Don't ask me how that happened, but it did. So the one of the others that was of the eight, my classmate, if you will, was Dan Buss. So I'm going, you know, like looking around going, first of all, I, I can't imagine I'm here, but who is this guy? I mean, he's, these are intimidating people. So there's a textbook that the orthopedic community puts out called the Orthopedic Knowledge Update, okay? I look at this. This is like everything you want to know about orthopedics. This giant, like, Manhattan telephone book. Chapter 6 was written by Dan Buss while he was still in medical school. He isn't even an orthopedic. He's teaching the orthopedic surgeons. He's writing a chapter for the book as a medical student. I'm going, oh, my God, I got to go up against this guy? And it was amazing to be around prodigies like this. And he's one of the sweetest. He did, remember Johan Santana? I can say this because he's yes. in the public domain. Yes, I'm from Queens. So, uh, yes, I know Johan. So he, when he was, apparently, the I guess he was no with the Twins. History. He, was, he was with the Twins for a while. He tore his labrum. You know, Dan Buss fixed his labrum. And the next year, he won the Cy Young. So thank you very much. So Dan Buss, and he's a good friend of mine. He's still in Minnesota. But... To be around people who are prodigies is just not that we can learn from it because I'm not a prodigy. You're not a prodigy. But it's just so much fun to analyze how they manage that gift that God gave them. It's amazing. All right. What's up with you, Eric? All right. So I was a pitcher in college at St. John's, your neck of the woods. Uh-huh. Um, I'm 48 years old. Um, I was working out. This goes back a year and a half, and I was at the gym, and I was doing dips, mm-hmm. you know, with your triceps. Yes. And I felt something in the back of my shoulder, like a, like a twinge, like a... Yep. And I, and I said, oh, no, that's not good. I could tell. It didn't hurt that bad, but <laughs> I just said, that does not feel right. That's, that's so how alta cacaritis starts, Eric, okay? That's what it's called. It's like, uh-oh. That wasn't good. Whether it's a Mahjong injury or it's tackle football, it's that like, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> so I went, I got an MRI. I know you like everybody to read the impressions. Yes. I don't have it in front of me because it's literally a year and a half old. But I remember what it said. Okay. Roughly. Um, so I went had the MRI, went to the orthopedic surgeon who specializes in shoulders. So, and I also have on my, it's on my right 
shoulder. It's an eight millimeter infraspinatus partial tear with arthritis, and there's a cyst. And then I also have, since my college days of pitching, right below my right shoulder blade, I have a, I don't know, a medium-sized lipoma Mm -hmm. that all the doctors say, just leave it alone. It's harmless. Right. Um, But... All right, so here's here's what I we're gonna do with you, Eric. Here's what we're gonna I do with you. Crack anything. You're 48 years old. Like I can't do. So here, yeah. th- th- I'm gonna give you some advice. Okay, you're gonna listen. Listen to this. You need a new MRI, not with dye injected, which is painful and, in my opinion, unnecessary. I want you to get a new MRI of your shoulder. Go to Mink. I love him. He's Mink Radiology. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, it's not because he's my friend. He's probably the best in the business. He writes the textbooks, and he'll take your insurance. Just tell him you're a weekend warrior if you have to. You get your internist or whoever to order a new MRI of your shoulder, and then I want you to call. Will will make time for you. He'll move you ahead of everybody else in the line. You'll call here with the new MRI, with the new impression, and then I will tell you exactly what to do. Promise me you won't let some hilaria inject cortisone or stem cells or PRP. No needles into your shoulder. I'm not telling you to go to therapy. I'm not telling you to have surgery. You and I, you're a lawyer, due diligence. That's what we're about to do. Information empowers us. A year and a half is a long time ago. I used to have hair on top of my head a year and a half ago. Not anymore. You got changes. You need an updated MRI. You'll call here and I will translate it. You got all kinds of things going on. Remember the bar mitzvahs where you had that whole buffet table? You have a buffet table. Here's a clapper vision. You got chopped liver, pickled herring, and egg salad. You got rotator cuff, labrum, a little arthritis. You got the whole smorgasbord going on in your shoulder. But I'm going to tell you what's the key stuff and what was the uh oh that happened with your dip a year and a half ago. I'm going to explain it to you. But you need a new MRI and you'll call in, okay? Thank you, Dr. Clapper. All right, Eric. Listen, you're a total stranger to me. I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. I'm coaching a bunch of six-year-olds in Little League. In there you go. I hope it's the Encino Little League. All right, young man. God bless you. Talk to you soon. All right. Let's take one more. We'll squeeze one in. Let's go to Michelle. Michelle, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, um, so nice to be. This is my first time listening to your show. My friend told me about you, and uh, I am so I'm so enjoying it. You are you are hysterical. <laughs> I, I every morning, every Saturday morning, I'm going to get up to listen. Um, thank you, thank no. you, thank you, Michelle. What do you do? How young are you? What do you do for a living? I next Saturday I'm going to be 65. No way. I, Guess I'm, what? I'm, Guess what, Michelle? July 24th. July 24th, I'm going to be 65. Oh, my God. We're both so young. (laughs) What did your father do for a living, and where did you grow up? Oh, my gosh. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and my father was a laborer at a a glass uh, molding uh, facility. Wow. And uh, and hard labor, man that had so many physical issues and Did your mom work? Did your mom work? My mom, yeah, my mom uh, worked at a um, uh, grocery store as the head cashier for years. Did you they, ever go to? Did you ever go outside of Pittsburgh to Frank Lloyd Wright's house, Falling Water? 
I have not. <gasps> I have not. Oh my God! I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna to go run. through the the radio right now with handcuffs and arrest you for not going to visit that. I literally flew my family all the way to Pittsburgh just so I could go to that um, the greatest house ever built by a human being is right outside of Pittsburgh. It's called Falling Water. When we hang up, when we hang up, I need you to Google Frank Lloyd Wright Falling Water and take a look at what this man did a hundred years ago since nobody's ever made a house and nobody will ever make a house more incredible than what Frank Frank Lloyd Wright did a hundred years ago. All right, I don't have a lot of time and I want to help you. So what's up? What'd you do to yourself? Um, actually, I don't think I did anything to myself. It was about a week after I had my um, booster shot. Mm. My arm was still sore, mm. and I just couldn't get it. wouldn't stop hurting. Even when it was hanging down, it was hurting. So this was in January, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I finally, I said, I've had enough. I was trying to wait till my Medicare kicked in this month, but <laughs> I went last month, got the MRI, and I picked a doctor who I knew would be in my new plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to the doctor, and he didn't have that much time for me. He told me, well, you could, you have a tear, you could have um, surgery, or you could have physical therapy. I said, well, I really don't want to do surgery. Could we try therapy? Because, well, I don't know if your arm will get back to how it was. But, oh yeah, you God. can do that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, got tears in my eyes. I'm now wanting, just now starting I am now going to live. I'm going to go see Frank Lloyd Wright's house. Right. All right, I'm gonna, Michelle, I'm going to help you. All right? How about that? Okay, yes. <laughs> Please promise me you're not going to let anybody stick a needle, a cortisone, stem cells, uh, PRP, Synvid, no needles into your shoulder, your knee, your back, your neck, no place. Okay? Be holistic. You got it? Uh, well, I I wouldn't even take the Malexican. There you go. Okay, cool. All right. So, so you you are going to I have a favorite physical therapist for you. Okay? I got two of them. I'm going to give you two names. And when you call, they're going to say we're very busy. Tell them you're a weekend warrior and Dr. Clapper said you have to take care of you. Okay? One of them is, this is an easy one. It's called Warrior Physical Therapy, which is just a coincidence. Call Warrior Physical Therapy. He's opening up a new place in Hermosa Beach. His name is Martin. I love him. You'll call there. Warrior Phys- The other one, he's Italian, and I love this guy. His name is Fabrizio, David Fabrizio, and he's the best in the business. You call either of those guys, see if they're on vacation, they're around, and at least if you're going to go, and I and forget about the insurance. Michelle, I could care less. You just need to go to either of these guys once. They need to show you what to do. Bring your phone, videotape the hour session so they can show you what to do, and then you'll be the best therapist, and you'll do this on your own at home, and you'll do these exercises for a couple of months. Think of it this way. Your shoulder has a blister. This is a clapper vision, by the way. I'm painting a picture in your head. You've had a blister in your hand before it hurts. Guess what? You keep rubbing it, it becomes a callus, and it stops hurting. It doesn't heal, but the blister becomes a callus. It stops hurting. That's what you're going to do with your shoulder, and you have a 90% chance or better at 65 of not needing surgery on your rotator cuff. How about that? I'm I'm down with that. That is excellent. And I'm a surgeon. <laughs> I do lots of shoulder surgery. I'm telling you how be how to be holistic and how to avoid surgery if at all possible. So call one of those two guys and then stay with us. 
And thanks for listening on Saturdays going forward. Every Saturday, I'm going to give a shout-out to you, Michelle, because my daughter's named Michelle. So that'll be an easy one for me. All right? God bless you, and thanks so much for listening. We're going to take a break right now. Okay. Exactly right, young lady. God bless you. All right, well, coming up next, we're going to do our segment called Where There's a Will, There's a Way. We're going to do some clapper vision with warriors, not the Golden State Warriors, but the professional athletes. And with the NBA going on right now, Will Orms has got a lot to talk about. Coming up next, we'll get into it. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Dr. Clapper says measure twice, cut once. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Dr. Clapper dice, misura due volte, taglia una sola volta. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Tracy Chapman, a prodigy, the Kobe Bryant of the music business. Keep listening and you'll understand why. Make sure you listen to Pavarotti singing her song, Baby Can I Hold You Tonight. Oh my God, is it awesome. Listen to it on YouTube. Right now, I'm so excited to talk to the great Will Arms. This is his segment where there's a Will, there's a way. Will is an insane basketball junkie. He's a football junkie, too. But right now, the playoffs are going on without the beloved Lakers. But he's watching every single second of it. So, Will, let's talk. What kind of injuries do you want to talk about? All right. Well, first and foremost, we have Gary Payton, who, honestly, the injury looked pretty bad when it happened. Uh, It was something that Dylan Brooks from uh, Memphis got suspended for. And it turns out that it's a fractured elbow. Uh, Initial reports say he'll be out three to five weeks. That's basically the rest of the season, depending on how far the Warriors make it. Is there any chance for Golden State's sake that he comes back sooner than that? Is it possible or just no chance? Well... Let's begin by saying I'm married 38 years to a woman who says I never answer the question. So I'm going to do my best, but it may not sound like I'm answering the question, but I'm going to answer the question. Joel Embiid is actually playing with a face mask on. Yesterday I was in surgery, and in the room next to me, um, you know, one of the patients I operate on, get a load of this, she was 89 years old. I did a reverse shoulder replacement on her a few years back, and now I'm doing one of both of her knees. I did one knee yesterday, 89 years old. Well, in the room next to me is Eugene Liu, who's doing surgery on six-month-olds. All these, you know, kids, I hear them, you know, and they're coming, He's and he's got his, like, Mickey Mouse uh, ears on to entertain them. Because they all have these chronic ear infections, so he puts tubes in their ears. He's the, he's the best. He's a pediatric ear, nose, and throat specialist, Eugene Liu. But he's an ENT, ear, nose, and throat. And I said to him, you know, I was there was a moment I'm in between my five surgeries, and he's in, in between his five surgeries. And I said, 
Gene, I got to ask you a question. Yes, Robbie. How could they let Joel Embiid play with a fractured orbit? And ENT surgeons are the ones that put plates and screws and fix these fractures amongst ophthalmologists and facial plastic surgeons. I said, it's his eye. It's a, you know, all he needs to get smacked again. And he taught me something. He always teaches me something. He says, you got to remember, the facial bones are not moving. There's no joints involved. So if it's a non-displaced fracture, meaning, meaning it's cracked, but it's not pulled apart, we don't have the same concerns that the muscles are pulling the separate ends of the broken bones apart. It's just sitting there. And if it's non-displaced, you know, it's true it may heal faster than six weeks like your ankle fractures and kneecap fractures that you take care of, Robbie. But we're not, we're not as concerned about it displacing because there's no moving parts around it. And it was amazing. Okay, so that's why. Guess what? That's why Joel Embiid can wear a mask, even though we know he has a fractured orbit. But it's different because there's no moving parts. It's not near a joint. So back to your question. It doesn't get any more moving joint than a fracture to your elbow, Gary Payton Jr., because that's how old I am. I remember senior very well, the glove. But here's what's interesting, Will Orms, about our elbow. First of all, let's do a little clap revision. He falls. It looks terrible. They do an x-ray. What did the x-ray say? Normal. They read it as normal. No, there's no abnormality. This is the clap revision. It's like looking at a black and white television program, like the Twilight Zone, if you want. Go way back. Television that was done in black and white. That's an x-ray, if you will, in my world of orthopedic surgery. You know what a color TV is? An MRI. Even though, ironically, it's also a black and white film. But it's, it's more detail than just the black and white. You get to see color with a color TV. I get to see more detail. And afsaluchus, you do the MRI, and that's a Yiddish term, and guess what you see? A stress fracture. So I'm already happy for Gary Payton because by definition, it's probably not displaced because we would have probably seen it on the x-ray. So let's assume he has an elbow fracture that's non-displaced, which is, I think, a very good assumption. Here's the difference between an elbow fracture, Will Orms, versus other, other joints that are moving. Unique to the elbow, we've learned in orthopedics, is you better not put him in a cast so fast for six weeks. You better put him in what's known as a cast brace where you can allow for movement because unlike an ankle or a knee or a shoulder when there's a fracture, when you talk about the elbow, we make a mistake if we treat it six weeks in a cast because the elbows will get stiff. And it's because of the way the ligaments, the tendons, and the muscles wrap around an elbow different than other joints. That's all we're thinking about is, yeah, you're going to have a nice x-ray. The fracture's going to heal but you're not going to have a patient who can move their elbow anymore. They're not going to fully extend, fully flex. And remember, also what the elbow does, it allows you to pronate and supinate your wrist. That comes from the elbow, not from the wrist. The movement of the wrist 
to go palm down and palm up doesn't come from the wrist. Even though you see it at the wrist, it comes from the elbow. So we actually want to get people moving quicker. So to answer your question, assuming Golden State goes further in the playoffs, I would not be surprised if we don't see Gary Payton again sooner than they're announcing. Does that help? Did I answer the question? Will my wife be able to say I answered the question? I'm going to count that as an answer. <laughs> it made my elbows tingle just thinking about, you know, not being able to move them. But, uh, yes, yeah. I will take that as an answer. Okay. I don't know if we got time for any more. Do we have time? Uh, we can squeeze one in okay. really quick. Let's do one more because I know people love this segment. Yes. And so the next one I want to talk about is somebody who's <clears throat> not currently playing, but the story continues to fascinate me, and that's Ben Simmons, who had back surgery, uh, I believe it was just yesterday. At Cedars, of all places. Right. And so, I mean, what is this? What's going on with this guy? So, guess what? He flew just like we talked about last week. Dwight Howard got on a plane and left Orlando and flew for his herniated disc, which had weakness. Remember, you have to have weakness in the muscle, not just pain. And he flew to see Dr. Watkins here in Los Angeles, here at Cedars in Marina Del Rey. Ben Simmons did the same thing. So did the Milwaukee Bucks' uh, Brooks Lopez. Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning. I mean, if you're in sports and you herniate your disc, you're coming to Dr. Watkins, and he did. So my answer to that question is, look at Dwight Howard's return. Look at Brooke Lopez playing. Guess what? Ben Simmons, he's going to be back, and he's going to be just fine. He had the right diagnosis and had the right treatment for his injury. Uh, you know, psychologically, we'll see how that does in Ben Simmons, which I believe is going to be something that you're going to have to work on. But maybe now that he doesn't have the pain that he had before, we may see a brand new Ben Simmons, and teams will be lucky. You hear that, Palenka? Teams <laughs> would be lucky to have Ben Simmons on their team. That would be something to have Ben Simmons as a Laker. That would be my vote. So that's your answer to that, Will Orms, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. All right, coming up next, we'll take, uh, we'll do some stories. I'm going to share with you one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, written by Tracy Chapman, but sung by Luciano Pavarotti. How beautiful. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. <laughs> 